Hello and welcome to the May 2021 edition of the Xcoders Community Podcast. I'm Jared Sorge, and this month joining the show is Dan Morse. How's it going, Dan? Hey, Jared. It's it's really good. How are you? I'm good. It's Thanks. warming up here. Uh, I'm past my second shot, so I'm almost fully vaccinated, and I'm I'm excited for the future. Yeah, that's a big milestone. Yeah, yeah. My my youngest is is uh, 15, and so we are nearly our whole family is almost all vaccinated. So oh, that's so it's, cool. It's such a relief. Yeah, yeah, I feel really privileged actually to be in the position that I'm in. It's it's crazy. Definitely. And we've been talking uh, in Xcoders about how to like start getting things uh, back up and running and get some uh, some activities together. So I think we're going to start announcing those maybe on the Xcoders Slack. Um, so if any of you are not in the Xcoders Slack, go ahead and join uh, at xcoders.org slash Slack, I think is where the URL is. And you can uh, join Slack from there and we can all get together in safe, vaccinated fashion. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. This will be my first, this will be my, I got hired during the pandemic. So this will be my first time coming as like, you know, as an, an actual as an developer. IOS, as a hired iOS engineer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So, uh, Dan, I'm, I'm curious to, to chat with you. I know you've gone through code school recently. And like you said, you recently landed your first iOS job. Uh, can you give me a little bit of, a bit of your background? How did you, how did you land, uh, in the coding school, what were you doing before that? And then we can go from, from coding school. Yeah, sure. So um, I worked as a sign language interpreter for, it was like all told around 20 years, if you believe that. I'm, oh, wow. I'm old. Yep, I'm an old guy. <laughs> um, so did that for a while. And um, part of that is that, you know, there's like, like I, I was a freelancer, so I, I ran my own business and uh, there's just all these kind of menial tasks that you're always doing. And uh, it's just this weird progression of like how I got into programming. Mm -hmm. um, it was through like kind of automating stuff and, and yeah. Yeah. That's, you probably don't need that whole story, but. Uh, <laughs> what kind of yeah, things so, are you automating? Oh, just like uh, if I want to send an email to an email list, um, I had this weird email set up where. Mm -hmm you could you couldn't email to like more than x number of people at once mm -hmm. and you know there was a few hundred people that that i was trying to email at the same time and i kept screwing up because you know where <laughs> i would put people's emails in the to field instead of the yeah. bcc field mm -hmm. and uh, i i hate that i hate getting emails <laughs> yeah. like that and i hate uh even more being the one to send an email like that. So uh, yeah, that was something that I automated to where it would automatically, it would split them into, into like lists and then automatically put them in the BCC field. And all I had to do was just like press one button. And I went from spending like literally an hour or two sending mm -hmm. an email, which seems like ridiculous, right? But these are <laughs> the, the hoops that I was jumping through. Uh, so it went from like an hour or two to send an email mm -hmm. to 30 45 seconds to send yeah. an email isn't that such a good feeling it is such a good feeling and that's like <laughs> kind of the like that initial draw that that pulled me into the programming it was like whoa i like the rush i'm getting right now doesn't happen <laughs> uh very often as an interpreter um yeah and so it's just 
yeah, I like taking things apart and seeing how they work and that kind of thing as well. So, were those yeah. like a pile of shell scripts or other languages or some other yeah. like automation so, tool? Yeah, so I'm kind of a weirdo in that <laughs> my my primary machine. I actually posted this on the Xcoders um, Slack. I don't know, you maybe haven't seen it yet, but my primary machine before I became a developer was an iPad. And oh, wow. so, yeah, so I was using editorial on the iPad, which oh, yeah, has the ability. Yeah. yeah, so you can run Python scripts in there. And so uh, it was a combination of like the editorials, like building blocks, and then also using some Python scripting and also uh, popping over using URL schemes to mm -hmm. pop over to drafts. I don't know if you're familiar with the app drafts. Yeah. Um, yep. So I would pop over there to actually send the email and it would just go back and forth like, you know, eight or 12 times uh, to, to get the email sent. But I just sat there for a few seconds and it got done and then that was it. And it took so much less time. And I, I love hearing the stories of people using their iPad for stuff like that. Um, it's getting more, more prevalent. And that's kind of the situation that I find myself in to right now at the moment i sold my my laptop several months back and i've been ipad only at home and so like trying to devise the workflows of getting like posts onto my blog which i haven't updated as frequently as i want to but that's another story mm -hmm. um like running that through the big array of shortcuts now i'm sure you would have used shortcuts uh if, if this were like done today yeah yeah it's funny shortcuts like like was like just coming onto the scene as yep. I was like ramping down from using the iPad so much. So I'm, yeah, sh shortcuts is basically like editorial for the iPad instead of just right. editorial for text. So it's right. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love that story. Uh, <laughs> so how, how did you land then at, at Lambda school? Yeah. So I kind of got the bug and realized like, I like software development. I knew, uh, I knew a guy who has been at, at Microsoft for, I don't even know, 10 or 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I would just, you know, I would ask him a million questions whenever um, I had the chance to just about his work and what it looked like and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, I want to actually do this. And let's see, I followed a bunch of people who made the apps that I was using on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And kind of, I think through Twitter, one thing led to another. I saw uh, Austin Allred, the founder uh, of Lambda School. Mm -hmm. He's, yeah, he's kind of a, he, he's a, a marketing guru. <laughs> 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 uh, but but regardless, I think that, that Lambda has a, a, a pretty good product. Um, it's, yeah, Whatever. One somehow I, I I came across Lambda and I knew about coding schools somehow mm -hmm. just through an article that I had seen on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like you can you can actually learn to do this as a normal person, not like a math scientist wizard kind of person. <laughs> and you can you can get a job. Cool. So just started looking and Lambda School seemed to have like the most thorough uh, program of the ones that that I was able to to find. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm in my forties. I have a decent career. Like I'm not in a rush to get right. into a job. I want to, I want to be as like prepared as possible so that mm -hmm. uh, I'll be like a good hire. And um, yeah, Lambda school 
Lambda School seemed like the place to do that. So Lambda offers several tracks, right? There's web and iOS? Well, it's interesting. They they kind of like expanded and then contracted. So they're... Uh. There was a point at which they offered web, data science, iOS, and uh, UX. Mm-hmm. UX went away, and then shortly after I graduated, iOS also went away. So they only do oh. web and data science now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of the drama uh, about all that online, and I want to get into that. Um... <laughs> There's a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm curious, though, like, why iOS out of those other options for you? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was well, two things. One, JavaScript. I didn't <laughs> like. I wasn't a programmer, but I I like had listened to enough programmers on on Twitter and in talking to people, and just wasn't excited about the idea of you know going all in on JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's the stack that that Lambda School teaches. But more than that, I think is the fact that I was like using iOS as my like my daily driver like that's mm-hmm. that's that's how I computed and so I felt like uh, I'd be at an advantage uh in that way so yeah so that's how I how I end up with iOS and like honestly I didn't know going into it that like iOS is like it's a front end role like I always thought like oh I want to be like a back end engineer real kind of uh, optimizing all the things and everything. And there is some of that on iOS, but uh, yeah, it's it's front end and that's fine. I like it. It's fun. There's definitely, it's both. Like there's it definitely is. a yeah. full stack associated with iOS and you can mm-hmm. go deep into uh, building frameworks for other people to, to work on. There's build systems mm-hmm. and lots of different like low level things that you can do in iOS but that is not the perception that I, I feel like most people have about iOS jobs. If you're a mobile dev, you're a mobile dev. And it's not really true. I wish, I wish it had a better reputation like that, but this has not been my experience, at least in my last couple jobs. Well, I'm going to have to look into this and see, see what I can learn about. I feel like that's like not the shiny part of ios like there's there's gonna be a million times more videos of people showing you how to make like an animating text field or something than there are people showing you like how to build your project faster oh that's absolutely true that's absolutely true but there's also like and i learned this from my time at lyft there's a whole wide world of tooling projects to make your your other developers more efficient at working in there in the code base Mm-hmm. There's different build systems like Xcode uses Xcode build under the hood, but there's also Bazel and Buck that are coming up for bigger code bases that, in big air quotes, uh, have outgrown Xcode scale. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> sure. there's lots of those those other tools available and a huge world out there um, that goes really deep and. It's pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've really been enjoying that part. Yeah, that's really cool. I've seen some of that, like like a little bit of that from a distance at mm-hmm. my current role. But uh, yeah, I I would like to learn more about that. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, it's it's super cool. I definitely encourage it. You were at Lambda. How long did that program last for you? Yeah. So there was so it's like four week sections. So roughly a month. So there's four mm-hmm. four sections uh, for iOS, and then two sections building like kind of a big project. And then two sections learning computer science principles. 
Okay. Uh, so that would be like one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight months altogether. That's not bad. Yeah. I'm assuming it was mostly Swift. Uh, so the first four months were Swift, and then obviously the big project was uh, all in Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did during the iOS portion, we did learn Objective C. Oh, uh, cool. Like the basics. Like I could build like a a little app that pulls down data and downloads images mm-hmm. and displays them on the screen in Objective C. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's primarily Swift. And then the uh, computer science uh, basics part, data structures and algorithms, kind of all that. That was we used Python for that. When when did you when did your program finish? Uh, I I think I like finished checking all the boxes uh, mid June of 2020. So almost okay. a year ago. Cool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I was trying to to think about like your process in learning all this stuff and the timeline of that and Swift UI coming out. So there was like Swift UI had SwiftUI's first release was just when you were kind of starting to learn UI kit roughly. Yeah. Yeah, give or take. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we didn't we didn't learn like any U, any Swift UI yeah. in in school. I mean, which I think made total sense because there were no <laughs> yeah. like production apps. Uh, that being said, like the cohorts that followed us, one or two after, they started like just having a tiny bit of exposure to SwiftUI, and I know a lot of or a couple of people from Lambda have gotten roles where they're building in SwiftUI daily mm-hmm. startups or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so there is like there is work kind of on both ends. I would argue that there's probably still more work for a UI kit developer than Swift UI or somebody who knows UI kit well than somebody who knows Swift UI, but there's work in both places, I think. Oh, definitely. I was thinking yeah. back to uh, my experience. I went through the university of Washington used to have a certificate program for iOS and Mac app development. Cool. And I did that 2013 to 2014. And the week before the whole program ended, Swift was announced. So it's like you spent <laughs> the entire year, yes. the entire school year, learning Objective C and UI Kit and App Kit, and now they drop a whole language on you. And that's when it dawned on me: is like I'm never going to stop learning. It's <laughs> you, you, you never like reach a peak of a ach- of achievement and just kind of like that's what I get to do for the rest of my life. There's there's always more to learn and more to yeah. more depths to plumb. So. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a, a funny realization that you have to get to sometime. Otherwise, you're never going to keep moving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. And I think that that's kind of the people who make, who seem to be like, who keep advancing is the people who are curious and like want to dig in and, and figure things out, whether that's mm-hmm. like, you know, bugs or issues in the app or like you were talking about, like, how does the build system work? What What's going on under the hood there? Mm-hmm. I, I hit, Command B, but what what is actually happening? So right. So after Lambda School, uh, you landed an iOS job. What was that process of interviewing and and all, uh, getting up to the the job like? Yeah, I feel like well, like anybody who's successful in life, like I I worked really hard at it, mm-hmm. but also I I got pretty lucky. Um, I think that a lot of times you need to have some luck in order to get where you want to be. And mm-hmm. I did. Um, so I met I met somebody who had worked at Nordstrom on the iOS team who was a former Lambda school student. So she was like, I don't know, maybe a year or two ahead of ahead of me in the program. 
And mm-hmm. so she was a graduate and somehow we got connected and she said, when, once you're ready, let me know. I'll connect you with the iOS team at Nordstrom where I used to work. And uh, she did that. And I met Jacob, who's on our mobile services team. And um, we talked and I was like halfway through the iOS part. So I still had a significant amount of uh, learning before mm-hmm. I was like, would, would feel ready. And so it was yeah. like, cool, met Jacob and stayed in touch with him. He's a really cool guy. I don't know if he's part of Xcoders or not. I'll have to invite him if he, if Definitely. he isn't. Uh, so yeah, stayed in touch with Jacob as I was going through the program. And uh, so April, let's see, I think I finished the iOS part in like February, March. And so there, around April, I reached out to, well, this is when COVID hit, right? Mm-hmm. And I reached out and I was like, hey, what's it like there? And he's like, it's a bloodbath. People are, people are getting furloughed and it's, mm. it's crazy. And so I was like, darn, like, yeah, I, I felt, I felt like it would have been early in the program. Like I still had more to learn and I'm glad that I, I went through and learned all the stuff I did because well, a computer science principles are important and B, I don't think I would have passed the technical interviews if I hadn't <clears throat> uh, done that, the training that I did. So, yeah. um, Anyway, uh, continue to stay in touch. And let's see, it must have been like July or August. I got a DM on LinkedIn from a director at Nordstrom saying, hey, Jacob said that uh, you know iOS and we're looking for a developer. Hmm. Can we talk? And That's so cool. I talked with, talked with him on the phone and uh, that went well, sent him my resume and went through the interview process and got hired. Okay. So that's like the end result. There's more to it than that, right? Like uh, I applied, I don't know. I know some people are like really good and they keep statistics of how many jobs they applied to. Uh, I applied to, I don't, I'm not that person. Uh, I did at one point, like right after I got hired, I looked on LinkedIn, like you can see like jobs that you've applied to Mm -hmm. through LinkedIn. And it was over a hundred. Oh wow! And so I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing it was probably somewhere over 200 jobs that I applied to, and I had a couple <laughs> of interviews, and I was actually in like the middle of an interview process with a different company when Nordstrom hired me. But this company was in the Midwest, and I just figured, well, I was like, you know, it's really stressful when mm-hmm. you're you're you don't have a job and you're interviewing, and I was just like ready for that to be over, and so I kind of pulled out of the the um, interview pipeline that I was in with this other company. Yeah. And, uh, once I got the Nordstrom offer, I pulled out of them and just went, went with Nordstrom and I'm glad yeah. I did. It's been, it's been great. Finding a job is a full-time job. Oh, it's no doubt. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember this from my, my job search last year and I think I ended up applying for 30 or 40, I think. And I was completely overwhelmed with like phone screens and, yeah. All day stuff. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah. And once you have like once you have experience, I think you get a lot there's like each application takes more than it does when you're first starting out. When you're first starting out, you know, you might apply to fifty jobs before you hear or a hundred or hundred and fifty before you hear back from mm-hmm. one. And it's like take this take home coding challenge or whatever. Yeah. So um yeah, people are a lot more willing to talk to somebody who's actually got 
experience, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as on LinkedIn, you say, I've, I'm working at such and such as an iOS developer, then the recruiters start hitting you all the time. It's like, <laughs> I, yep. I think it was day one that, that I landed at Zuli five years ago or whatever it was that uh, I got a ping from a Nordstrom recruiter. It was like, hey, have you considered Nordstrom? Like, <laughs> I I just changed this over today. <laughs> I think I'm okay that is hysterical. <laughs> that is great. Good for them uh, being right on it, you know? know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've... I've talked to recruiters that say that uh, like a lot of people switch between Zulily and Nordstrom. So yeah, maybe that's like a, a technique <laughs> that they have. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So this, this isn't to, to bag on Lambda School and their preparation of you in any way, but I'm curious what has surprised you about working in the industry now versus your level of prepare, preparedness coming out of Lambda School? Yeah. Um, I actually like, obviously the first time you walk in, you go from like your little personal projects with like mm -hmm. maybe 30 or 40 files to like a corporate project with hundreds of files and hundreds sure. of thousands of lines of code. You know, that's, that's going to be overwhelming, I think, uh, for anybody starting out. So that obviously was a, a pretty big surprise. Um, mm -hmm. I think Git is like really hard and like I just struggled and struggled and like was always getting help. And finally I like talked to my manager and I'm like, Hey, can I just take some, like use some time throughout the, the week to like get better at Git? And mm -hmm. my manager was totally on board with that. And we have access to, I don't remember some training plural site. Yeah. Oh, we have yeah. access to plural access to plural site through, uh, through Nordstrom. And so, um, yeah, I went through some videos and have increased my understanding, but I'm still not like as good as I'd like to be. But I feel mm -hmm. like, generally speaking, I've been able to get myself out of most of the most of the uh, places where I've gotten stuck. So sure, that's that's good. So that was like a, I don't know if it was like a big surprise, but like yeah, I was I did not know as much about Git as I would like to have, and I went above and beyond. Like I feel like for the, <laughs> you know among Lambda iOS students, I feel like I was. Not the best for sure, but I was pretty good at Git and like mm. I had like some processes and like I knew all the right commands, but I didn't know what the commands were doing in the background. So like taking the time oh, to, yeah. to pull back and like learn like what even is a commit, you know, is like, Ooh. yeah, that was that was helpful. So that's super cool. That's pro you probably yeah. know more Git about Git than I do. I just use Tower <laughs> and and Tower is the nice UI on top of Git that makes everything easier <laughs> for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people like. I feel like everybody who like teaches Git is like, yeah, I I use uh you know whatever GUI for for most stuff, but when it comes to this, I use the command line. Mm. And so because of that, I've always been like a little fearful of of using uh, any GUI, and so I I do most of my Git on the command line. Um, I do use like Xcode's built-in stuff to you know, simple stuff like write a commit and see the, my code changes and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, I, I tend to use the command line more. And so it's just, uh, I don't know. It's That's a very quirk cool. that I have, I guess. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm, I'm impressed by that because the command line Git intimidates me a fair amount. And I've had to do some of it uh, recently as I've been doing some scripts that use Git, but it's mm -hmm. always, I'm looking up, 
the documentation of like, okay, so how do I actually do this? How do I uh, create this branch, but not if the branch already exists? Or how do I check this branch out, but not create it if it like all this stuff? Sure. I'm I'm constantly looking at the documentation for that because I'm totally lost with <laughs> with Git. That's yeah. That's super cool that you were able to take the time and go and learn it and like have internalized some of how it works because it's complicated. It's super complicated. It is. Yeah, like it's 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 super complicated. Like it's not straightforward <laughs> at all. It's not like a document where you save a document. It's like it's like a whole bunch of documents. And sure. so yeah, there's just a lot of complexity in the system itself. And so like in in the thing that we're you're managing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the system has to account for that complexity. And so yeah, I'm still like compared to somebody who's been doing this for 10 years or something. I'm still a beginner in a lot of ways, but, or maybe a low intermediate or something like that. Like I'm not, (laughs) I'm not a guru by any means, but um, yeah, I've been able to get myself unstuck a few times. So that's, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah. I think, and this is, this is part of the always learning realization is that you never kind of leave the, the learning stage, right? You might, you might have more expertise in some area or another, but there's always something where, you can mm-hmm. learn more. Yeah. And even, I mean, when you're working with, you know, a company's app, even if it's just like, oh, how does this part of the app work? Like, I don't mm-hmm. work in this part of the app. What's going on here? So, but, but yeah, there's, and of course, there's always infinite things to learn. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good, if, if you can maintain that like learner's mindset, growth mindset of like, I don't know how to do that yet. Mm-hmm. But, but being ready to learn, I think that is, I think it's a healthy way to approach life in general, but it's especially, I think, good for, uh, for programmers. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, I'm curious, you're, you're in the Seattle area. Uh, how did you find that, find out about Xcoders? Well, I mean, they, they tell you in school that you should be networking. And mm-hmm. one of the ways they say is to go to meetups. And so I'm pretty sure it was like meetup.com or something <laughs> like that is is how i originally found xcoders and then i just went a couple of times and people were were friendly so we we've had a a love hate relationship with meetup in that we love how many people have been able to find xcoders through meetup but we hate actually using meetup because it's a pain <laughs> to administer and so it's uh, really cool to to meet people like yourself uh who found us through meetup and have joined the community and i know i've said this before but like the best part about becoming an iOS developer has been the community around building iOS apps. Mm. I never thought I'd like, as I was beginning a programming journey that the best thing to come out of it would be friendships. (laughs) Like that's never crossed my mind. I was like, Oh, I want to get this app out. Oh, there's also these really cool people who are building these apps. And, and now I get to be friends with them. And, it's super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's 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 great to have you in the community, and I'm so excited to get back in person where we can all hang out together instead of just behind screens or microphones in this case. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be good. And you you also uh, are an organizer and leader of the Underdog Devs organization. Is that right? Yeah. So I would say that like I kind of okay. So I know Rick. Rick. Rick Walter is mm-hmm. the guy who started Underdog Devs, and he's awesome. He and I were in the same uh, cohort at Lambda School. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. So 
uh, like we became friends and we worked together on, on projects here and there. Uh, but yeah, it's just like you were saying, like he and I became friends. Mm-hmm. And um, so Rick, Rick uh, had trouble earlier in life and he is formerly incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And so obviously like he has a heart to help other people that are formerly incarcerated because America is just not uh, kind to people who have, who have a rough background like that. Yeah. And so it's, it's like hard to, to recover from that. And Rick managed to do it. He's like extremely driven, really bright, amazingly charismatic. Um, And so as well as that, he's also like just a kind person and Mm -hmm. he has a heart to, to help the people that, that, like he was in prison with and other people in similar situations. And so, uh, yeah, we just became friends through Lambda school and he kind of had these ideas and I would just like get on the phone with him and, and or get on zoom or whatever, and just encourage mm-hmm. him to keep, keep going forward. And so, uh, he kind of, he, he kind of just dragged me along uh, <laughs> with, uh, underdog doves. And I, I'm lucky to be writing his coattails. It's just like uh, to have my name associated with something that's that's doing so much good is is really encouraging, and mm. it's is not at all a reflection of how how talented or good I am. It's just <laughs> uh, I just happen to know the right guy. Uh, <laughs> that being said, like yeah, I have a I have a guy that I that I mentor there, and I help uh, kind of connect a lot of newer people with mentors mm-hmm. and uh it's it's really rewarding i love uh yeah i just love seeing people actually wrapping their mind around something not just like knowing which code to copy but actually wrapping their mind around how something works mm-hmm. uh yeah it's like i mean it's i enjoy doing that and so to see somebody else also enjoy doing that is like a double thrill yeah it's cool and most of the time when I'm in that Slack, there's there's a couple of people I chat with, um, but mo- for the most part, I'm able to just observe and see other people talking about, oh, I, I got this interview, I got this job, and it's so cool to see the good that's yeah. coming from that. Yeah. Not to mention the the force of some of the mentors that, that we have there, like the whole Spring into Swift initiative of these, mm, yeah. these events all through April that culminated in a Chris Latner AMA. That's like unbelievable that was mind-blowing yeah that was that was crazy (laughs) it's amazing so is there a way for anyone who's listening who might be interested in helping mentor someone or someone who's been formerly incarcerated wants to join this community how can they get involved yeah uh email me or if you're on xcoders slack me like their slack slack Mm -hmm. me there uh find me on twitter um we'll put links to all that in the show notes okay perfect yeah and uh uh yeah i'll i'll get get you into the pipeline and um yeah i was just actually texting with a guy this morning who is looking for a mentor he's got a minor in cs like he seems pretty driven Mm -hmm. uh he he just needs uh like some connections and Mm -hmm. just a little bit of a little bit of coaching and so there's i I think there's a number of people like this where it it doesn't take much i mean we want you to be committed as a mentor but it doesn't take much to make just a life-changing difference yeah uh, absolutely for for somebody who who uh is is not 
like in a privileged position. For sure. I highly recommend it. Cool. Yeah. I think it's important work and, and you're doing good. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to like try to explain these concepts that we work with every day to, to people who are earlier in the, in the um, journey. And so you'll grow from it too. Definitely. Like I said, I can't encourage people enough to to get involved and and help out. And and if you are in that situation where you are formerly incarcerated and need some extra help, please reach out. Like there's no there's no wrong question to ask really. Like don't be ashamed of the things you don't know. And getting yep. help and yep. making those connections is going to be valuable for the rest of your life. Definitely. Yeah, and if if there are Xcoders listeners that are formerly incarcerated and not part of underdog devs for sure hit me up and I mm-hmm. uh, will, will yeah, get you, get you started there. That would be awesome. So the last thing uh, I wanted to chat about as we record, we're a couple weeks out from WWDC. I'm curious if there's anything that you're excited to see come from, from the conference. Yeah. Oh man. I am such a, a I don't know, slacker maybe in this, <laughs> in this sense. Like I have, I, I just am, am not like somebody who, okay, this is weird. Like before I was, I watched WWDC, the mm-hmm. keynote, like I've watched it for years, like long before I started my, my journey to becoming a, a software developer, mm-hmm. I was watching the WWDC keynote. Um, but like in terms of like, what am I looking forward to, or what am I expecting? I have I have no clue. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't follow like a lot of the news sites or prediction sites or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is there is if if I had, could make a wish list, it would just be um, apparently there's some uh, like functionality in RX that doesn't exist yet in Combine. I would love to see that happen so that we can start using just the full uh, Combine framework mm. <laughs> but that's like a weird odd little <laughs> r- <laughs> wish list <laughs> does Nordstrom use rx swift we do yeah how have you found it like do, do you like using it uh yeah i okay so we don't use it like super extensively we use it in like a few different places to handle okay uh, concurrency mm-hmm. um and so i've worked with it a few times and yeah it's it's good for what it does, I think it's just like a different way to to structure your functionality or approach it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and where it's like you're listening rather than acting. It took me a long time to wrap my head around that. A long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I would say that like I am not a native speaker of reactive programming at all. Like I don't. It's it's the kind of thing where yeah I still am like looking at okay how did they do this in this other part of the <laughs> something like that you know yeah. what I mean because uh, yeah it's not it's not something that comes naturally to me yet but yeah it's it's an area where I'd like to grow so there you go back to more learning to do more learning uh, yeah yep fortunately <laughs> yeah there's some some really good combined resources too if you wanted to learn combine actually Joe Heck who's in the Xcoder Slack and I think it was on the show back in September something like that uh he did a bunch of research and looking into and writing about combine it's been super helpful for me as I've learned it so I'll definitely put a link to to that in the show notes as well and would encourage you to check that out if you want to uh learn about combine yeah cool well thank you for joining the show it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah 
this is this has been great to talk to you and i look forward to when we can have coffee again <laughs> it's gonna be so so good and thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again next month